You're listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any electrical needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. Let's keep it short. We'll keep it sub 30. Sub 30. I like that plan. Welcome into a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody. This is Zach Whittington. And we're back. We are back. Zach, we had a little hiatus. Obviously, uh, it was like a week, two weeks, maybe. It's been but 42 weeks, so you got to think. Like, we had we had vacation Vacation days. time? We built up vacation days at this point? Yep. I appreciate it. Exactly. Well, honestly, Zach, you were actually just in the middle of a big life change recently. Yes. In the new abode. Yes, my new habitat. Okay. Close to Dan's, we're in the same ecosystem, if oh, you will. If we will. <laughs> <laughs> I moved into an apartment near Dan, but uh, it's great. I got the bachelor pad in the sky, and uh, yeah, I'm almost fully moved in. I'm basically ordering Amazon as I discover I don't have things. That's pretty much the way it goes nowadays, yes. I'm assuming. And it's, uh, it's cool. It's nice. Uh, I've fallen asleep on my couch three times this week. Absolutely easy to do, man. It happens. I got a couch in the living room. I fall asleep on the couch in the living room all the time. I got a couch in my room. I fall asleep on that couch, which is right next to my bed. Mm-hmm. Happens, man. Sometimes you just fall asleep on a couch. It's been a long day. Yeah, and then you just plop on a couch, and it's pretty. It's much really comfortable. Yeah, but uh, got my TV mounted on the wall. I got the ESPN app connected because there's been some sporting news, but there's also been some. Awful news. Just major news. We'll just go ahead and address the overbearing elephant in the room that is the United States. Uh, So, yes, obviously there has been a lot of uh, social unrest lately. Uh, Many protests happening across the country in the past uh, two to three weeks, um, all uh, as a response to the death of George Floyd, who was uh, murdered, I think, in the streets by four Minneapolis police officers. Um, And so at this point, I obviously would love to give condolences to the family of George Floyd. We are sympathies with you. Um, And also we stand in solidarity with the uh, Black Lives Lives Matter movement and uh, the protesters who are out there trying to peacefully find change for the uh, police brutality that we're not not only seeing... uh, directed towards the african-american community but now in these times of protest towards just general people who want to see some form of, of some reform yeah so pretty serious times for two white guys dan and i outside perspectives obviously have not experienced the hardships of the african-american community well we can just try to understand through all the videos that are being put out there and try to put on a lens as well if you will to see what it's like and now all these terrible happenings are being exposed through social media and the news is covering 24 7 basically all the protests it's just crazy times in the country especially amidst of a pandemic that social distancing hasn't been doing too well and all yeah the so the protest started you immediately forget social distancing um and it means- actually there's some carryover the football Oklahoma linebacker 
got it tested positive because he went to a rally. There's also been a there's been a lot of major players in different protests from all different sports leagues. So, but there have been confirmed cases of coronavirus for people attending protests. Uh, I mean, I did think think that was going to be something we're dealing with, but at the same time, the issues that are happening with the racial tensions and the racial injustices going on throughout America are much longer seated than the pandemic of COVID-19. And so it is outweighing the concerns that people have for COVID. Um, I mean, I think this is something that we're going to see uh, going on for a little while now. Um, obviously, I would hope so, man. I would just... It, it seems be so disheartening for this movement to die out. Absolutely. Well, this one yeah. seems absolutely different. Yeah, We've but seen we're things still like in the this. Heat of the moment, man. Like I wanted to. I'm talking months worth. <laughs> it's going to take months, which turn into years, which turn into decades, which turns into forever. So. And we and I will say we have started already seeing reform. Um, a lot of uh, states have come out with uh, uh, prohibiting uh, prohibiting certain tactics, such as like uh, chokeholds in the in New York Police Department. I know in Seattle, uh, in Portland, you are no longer allowed to use tear gas and, su- and rubber bullets and such tactics. I and saw protesters Scotland is uh, stopping all shipment of riot shields rubber bullets and stuff to america uh and you're, yeah absolutely you're seeing these protests uk this is a national uh, like international uh thing happening at this point uk uh like you said uh all over the place and uh, i mean i've seen biking companies no longer supplying uh bikes for police officer forces um and in minneapolis they have already uh confirmed they are going to be disbanding their police force going to a more of a community-based uh governing uh governing system that just sort of keeps everybody honest and tries to keep the peace amongst the people and so, so we'll what see does that mean? we'll see what uh, I mean it's really just going to be we have to see it play out I yeah guess. you're gonna have to see this is something that I think is going to be a major thing to watch over the next few uh, few months and probably more uh, years uh, and we'll see and it's sort of I think in the premise of if you see over in a lot of uh, European countries and stuff there is a heavy marking on your uh, officers of the law and whatnot have met, uh, heavy marking Markings. Um, they are constantly walking when they're patrolling rather than patrolling from their cars, which gives the community a sense of knowing these people who are, you know, trying to protect them, where I, I feel like there is a lack of that throughout our nation. Yeah, and just the overall anxiety people get when they're around police officers tells you there's some underlying problem. But I don't have any solutions to offer. That's a little above my head. Just try to be nice to everyone you know be nice guys accepting of all people's like I think it's obvious you do need to try to educate yourself at this point if you're not aware of what's happening, if you're not aware of what's happened in the recent past, even like in the recent uh, months and uh, years of uh, police brutality showings. Um, just be, just need to educate yourself, be aware, um, and definitely try to get out there and you know vote when you have the opportunities. Um, so. But yeah, there's been some carryover to sports as well. Absolutely. And uh, pretty much the biggest story that's now slightly old news, and res- and he's rest, he's fixed the situation anyways. Drew Brees came out with some harsh stances towards standing for the flag. He doesn't respect anyone who like doesn't respect the flag. 
statements like that. They were ill-received. He was kind of set up with a question that wasn't directly about George Floyd, but the response looked like it was about George Floyd. But anyways, everybody blew up on Drew Brees, thinks he's racist. The Everyone's hurt because he's deeply bred into that um, New, Orleans. New Orleans community where after Katrina he was donating money for relief and he won a Super Bowl. That's huge for the community. He's been around ever since. They've had a great football team ever since. So the people didn't really expect Drew Brees to drop that statement, especially in the timing that he did. And then there's pictures of him and Trump sitting around. So, you know, it's just a bad look. And then he came back and then tweeted directly at Trump saying, this is not about disrespecting armed forces. This is about police brutality. So really a good response from Drew Brees. But the initial tone deafness of the first statement was enough for people to jump on him. And we're in a stage of jumping on people. Well, in the words you just used, the two words, tone deaf, Mm -hmm. is exactly what is the best way to describe that situation. And a lot of these situations that you're seeing as far as people, uh, white people who have, there's things that have happened in the past, uh, Drew Brees making that statement, where just things can definitely start snowballing as you progressively keep uh, speaking i mean it's it's definitely uh like you said people are definitely on edge even just with the COVID 19 being stuck inside for so long and now all the racial all the racial tensions the social un- injustice and uh social unrest going on everybody is sort of worked up ready uh amped up on things right now and so i do but i do think the tone deaf uh factor is the hugest thing there he came out and he, he was saying that the kneeling for the flag is not just disrespecting the flag but disrespecting the people who've served for the flag such as his grandfather and his grandfather's father uh these just in and this is what you hear from a lot of people saying that they don't understand the protests against the flag but that's just where we are yet again just as we did back four years ago when colin kaepernick first knelt uh in a peaceful protest during the national anthem it's not about the flag it's not about the national anthem it is about this police brutality and the social unjust injustice that happens all the time yeah and to mention Kaepernick that he's been in the news a lot lately about teams that should have signed him when they had the whole camp and everything last year uh Pete Carroll just said he regrets not signing him which what does that even mean because he made a decision to not sign him he said that he felt he did not want to sign him because he felt that Colin Kaepernick was a starter in the league that year and now says he regrets not signing him Hoopla. Hoopla. Bunch of hoopla. (laughs) But anyways, other fallout from the racial climate in America was Dabo Sweeney has been in a little scandalous situation. So this hits close to home, obviously. I am a Clemson alumnus and season ticket holder and lifelong fan and Dabo supporter. But... Apparently, there has been some use of profane language, um, especially the N-word from an assistant coach during a drill when they were separated into team drills. It wasn't actually Dabo ever saying the N-word, but apparently the assistant coach did, and then there was never any suspension without pay. He still has his job. Apparently, it was handled in-house, but the media has jumped all over this. Paul Feinbaum jumping all over this. Man, I can't stand that guy. 
Um, <laughs> I, let me let me go on a tangent here. Paul Feinbaum four years ago tweeted that the black community is not oppressed, but now Dabo Sweeney is the biggest racist ever. But anyways, Paul Feinbaum don't like him. <laughs> anyways, back to back to Dabo. Back to Dabo. He had a 14 minute response to the media, the allegations, the criticisms. I thought it was pretty good. He just basically repeated how he's made a big impact in a lot of people's lives. He takes pride for all the men that he's made and the program that he runs. And he doesn't allow the N-word or GD. Those are like his two words that are like not okay. Which leaves the F-bomb. Very available. The F-bomb is very acceptable. Very so available it is on a, the Clemson campus. It's a versatile word. <laughs> especially in those hot summer practices. But uh, anyways. Well... well the whole situation boils down to assistant uses the N-word in a time where you should probably know better and there was no repercussions that were extreme in any way. Exactly. I'm a Clemson fan. Obviously, I support Dabo, and I think this is blown out of proportion. And as an ex-football player, I think this is blown out of proportion. Like, you should just let that roll off your back. Like, my coach could pretty much call me anything. And if he's my superior and I respect that man, he's running a good program the right way, and I'm being a little bitch, <laughs> then it's whatever. But well, also, if you have a white coach going crazy on some black kids with the N-word, obviously not acceptable. Not acceptable. But I think even a black coach going crazy on black kids with the N-word not is acceptable. not acceptable. That is not... You should so treat your just... players with respect, but at the same time, you cussing is okay. Cussing's okay. Cussing's okay, <laughs> but to an extent, at what point does it become degrading? And for a lot of people, and obviously, as you said, we are two white males. We do not know about what this feels like, but I'm assuming if that word, would, if I was an African-American, that word was thrown anywhere around me, I'm going to question the sincerity of that person. I'm going to question the motivations in which he said that and why he felt like he could say that. And so that is just my perspective and uh, me, as you said, putting on that lens. Um, but uh, I do think this is also the really, I think the big thing, like you said, was the fact that this this man never had any repercussions, no suspension without pay. There was never a point where he was made to apologize to the team. Um, and so I think that is where the issue has come up with they felt there was no there was no enforcement from Dabo saying we we don't we don't stand for this we do not do and this it, at Clemson. It is a white coach saying it, so I mean that's it's almost like your brain shouldn't even go there as a white. It guy. should not be even in, in your vocabulary. You shouldn't even have that word ready to go. Exactly. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> um, so, so, but I think I think Dabo's message did come off. Like you said, he talked about how much he supported uh, his players, African American players, African American coaches he's hired, and and uh, the support he's done in the community. Uh, but I do think the message at hat points, just like with Drew Brees, had moments of tone deafness where you were not able to view it from anybody else's perspective. Because do not forget that. The Knicks or uh, that Dabo Sweeney was—he was, he was br- raised in Alabama. He went to uh, Alabama University. This man does grow, come up from a very skewed point, and uh, and he looks at a lot of things through a football perspective, just like with Nick Saban. A lot of coaches just sort of look at things with the football perspective. So, um, another school that has also been endro- uh, embroiled in this uh, controversies or uh, controversies lately is uh, Iowa with Kirk Ferentz and. 
and uh, their strength and conditioning coach. Uh, the highest paid strength and conditioning coach in all of college football is now had multiple players, previous, current, and uh, like uh, you know, previous and current players who have come out tweeting and uh, writing letters to the school saying that he was constantly verbally abusing them. I'm assuming that would come around to also using words not appropriate. Uh, and so uh, you now see a lot of issues in Iowa, and a lot of people still sticking up for Kirk Ferentz. But always know... Not his players, though. Not his and players. And that's where the Dabo situation is completely different. He Dabo has the was player not support. verbally abusing anyone, and pretty much every star player, including DeAndre Hopkins, who's been very much on the stance of the Black Lives Matters movement. Uh, him and Deshaun. And Deshaun, and he's had multiple other players. Christian Wilkins, Trevor Lawrence. And those players are protesting in uh, downtown Clemson today, like or tomorrow, or something like that. I saw mm. some type of notification about it. But it's just, there's been overwhelming support of Dabo, and it was, it, as a Clemson fan, like I, I got a call from Ipte, because they were t- asking me about my tickets, and I was like, Hey, I don't. I was like, hey man, I don't know if I can even talk about this, but they're trying to crucify Dabo out here. And we was like, yeah, I know, it's pretty crazy, but Dabo, I like the response, and at least there's nothing coming out like the Kurt Kirk Ferentz in Iowa. Or like, think about this. Think I would talk to you off pod. Rick Pitino had strippers and drugs and escorts for his players, and like so many other scandals going on, and we're talking about. Dabo's assistant. Yes, the assistant should be dealt with. And now that I talk about it more, it maybe he shouldn't be on the team. So, you know, I'm starting to lean that but way. But Dabo himself is not, as you said, is not a part of what was going on there. Yeah, like, um, why is the attack on Dabo? I understand he's in the leadership role, but, like, we're not talking about Iowa's head coach. We're talking about Iowa's strength and conditioning coach. We're not, you know, we're talking about Kirk Faring himself. We should be talking about Danny Pierman himself. Does it Clemson assistant? So. Um, and, you know, well, I mean, I think there's a lot of the teams that you're going to see involved in these things later on, too. I don't think that this is the end of it with each school. I think this is something you're going to be seeing pop out um, because you just got to think. It's a culture a bit, uh, and depending on where you're going, and a lot of the times, uh, and this is something that pr- is predominantly seen with Iowa now is uh, your head coach is your first hire hired by the school obviously at that point the head coach has full control of everybody that's hired on his staff the very first person 95% of the time hired in a coach's staff is his strength and conditioning coach because that is the person who is with the players all summer when the coach cannot be there and they have to have the same tone that's sort of an indictment on Kurt Ferentz I would like to point out yeah, and that's pretty funny because you say he's the highest-paid strength and conditioning coach. Clemson's strength and conditioning coach has to keep Brent Vendables on the field at all times. He's always dragging him back. Brent's just trying to get in the game, man. And yeah, Brent, <laughs> just give this man some shoulder pads and a helmet. He'd be fine. Uh, so, Zach, there's also major news going on all over sports, though, not just in the – there's sports coming back. We now have, uh, do believe, today the PGA came back with their first to- uh, ter- uh, tournament going on yeah. over the weekend. Um, the NBA is scheduled to come back on July 22nd at this point in their 31st, 31st in their 20 for the 30th. But there has also been a lot of rumors as far as players having uh, issues with the bubble idea, not liking the idea that they won't be able to leave the bubble and the restrictions they're going to have just from that. And honestly, I'm You're assuming getting paid so much money. 
Well, I'm assuming I'm assuming some of it too is there's a concern I think growing with a lot of players. Just the fact of the, I mean, Everybody as being as around each other, uh, being around as Arizona and these states are opening up, we're starting to see the cases are popping back up more and more. So players, I think, are being becoming knowledgeable and worried of that. Um, we will see what really happens with that but uh i think there will be basketball as far as major league baseball they still haven't reached an agreement but rob manford said he is a hundred percent positive there will be baseball this year the last i don't think there is i saw was 89 game season and uh hey that sounds a lot better than 162 i don't i don't think they're gonna play man i just don't i don't see it happening why because there's so much money in baseball there's so much money in baseball and those players i don't think they want to do it Whatever. Until they get 100% of their paychecks. Mm-hmm. Uh, one team that we know will be playing, Zach, and is actually related to not just us as fans, but to the local viewers and listeners as fans, the Greenville Triumph have announced they will be back July 18th. Do we get to go? We have not figured that out. That is still up in the air, question you mark. You mentioned we were season ticket holders and we should totally get first dibs. If we should. If anybody's getting in, I'm assuming I'm assuming six. Uh, we'll just throw beers to each other. Season ticket holders will probably be the first to get tickets. But that being said, I can't. I wouldn't guarantee we're going to even be in the stadium. But that being said, ESPN Plus, we will be able to watch the games. I am so excited. That is that is a great. Trade and this off. team is going to be good. It's going to be Dallas J. Got Jake Keegan back. Aaron Walker's coming back. We got a lot of new additions who looked great. Omar and Omar's brother. Man, we're going to be balling out. Yes. Guys, I mean, sports are back. We're getting back to it. It seems a little bit more normal now. What have you been up to the last two weeks, Dan? The last two weeks, man, not a much. I've been working a lot, honestly. Um, I did turn 24 yesterday, random. Happy birthday. Happy belated, belated birthday. I mean, no big deal. I hung out with you yesterday. Yeah, we did hang out. You didn't tell me No, nah, dude, I'm casual. I'm not a birthday person. Are you a birthday person, Zach? You man, like your birthday a lot? The, here's the thing. Your birthday is in the beginning of June. So, it's not really holiday season at all. My mm. birthday is a week before Christmas. We're already festive. Already dude. festive. I got it's you. It's like, hey, give me the presents now. I know? see. I'm just not a birthday person. I, I worked yesterday. I always try to, if I work on my birthday, I try to get through work without anybody realizing it. But uh, typically, they figure it out. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. People always like Facebook find out when your birthday is. That really is how people do it. And I'm just like... I'll be honest. I keep track of birthdays sometimes do, on Facebook. All I want to do is like go to Texas Roadhouse, give me a steak, ribs. I'm good. Beer. Happy birthday. Hey, man. Kicking it with you. Plays a FIFA yesterday. Solid birthday. Awesome. That's awesome. a podcast, people. Except it's episode 44, Dan? 44. Any good 44s come to your mind? Mm-hmm. Isn't Pistol Pete 44, I'm pretty sure? Pistol Pete Maravich, I'm going... I feel like 44 is a stacked one. We're going to check the numbers out while I give you this shameless plug. So remember to subscribe, like, give us a review, and also go to moodysportspage.com. We got fire content. Follow us Moody Sports Page on Instagram and Twitter. The Twitter's been active. Trying to. Dude, I love the Twitter feed. Twitter is some quality entertainment, and damn, Number 44. Number 44. I'm going to give you a Hank Aaron. Oh, man. Or we go 
NBA with Jerry West. Which one you going? Jerry West lost in the finals like eight or nine times. So to Bill Russell, but he's the logo. But he's the logo. But Hank Aaron, the home run king. Home run king. That's true. I love Except Hank. Except for Aaron. Barry Bonds, oh, it's really the Zach. Home are you watching the uh, ESPN documentary Thirty for Thirty come out Sunday nine p.m. Um, it's going to be uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it is now is about uh, the home run race chase between Sammy Sauer and Mike McGuire. They might call it an arms race or something, but it's really you excited about this? Can stab more needles in their legs, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I mean, listen, I don't know if they're going to say the word seen- stab. Steroid in it, but I feel like they have to. Recent Sammy Sosa. Mm-mm. Really? You have no idea what he looks like? Not at all. Sammy Sosa looks like a white man now. Oh, wow. He literally bleached his skin, did his hair, and like everything. So, yeah, if y'all haven't seen a updated picture of Sammy Sosa, he went full Michael Jackson. Go look it up. New segment. Go look it up. Yeah, go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> we just aggressively tell you. To just look aggressively up. tell you how to look things up. All right, guys. I think that's all we got. It's the <sighs> Hank Aaron Pod. How much time? Where are we at? We're right at about twenty-five. Twenty-five. That's awesome. Good pod. Hank Y'all have a great week, guys. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. Thank you for listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and Twitter at Moody Sports Page. That's right, a new name, Moody Sports Page. And listen up next week for good predictions and hot takes.